Hi, this is George Lynch of the George Lynch Hunting Podcast by Legendary Gear. I'm George Lynch, your host, and this week we're down in Otumwa, Iowa with a good friend, Shep Brown of Shep Brown Taxidermy. Shep has uh, done a couple of deer for Diane and I, and I'll tell you what, folks, his work is amazing. You walk in his shop, and it's amazing. He's got all kinds of critters, but uh, Shep, welcome to our show this week. And Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, and Shep, just for our viewers out there, how long you been doing this? Uh, this is my 44th year. Wow, so you've yeah. done a few critters Just in that few, time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I noticed here, that, I mean, the whitetails, of course, we're in Iowa, and you, you got the giant whitetail sitting in here, but, you know, I see other stuff sitting here. I mean, here's an alligator, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what that thing looks that's like, a, a miniature that, antelope. That's a steenbuck. That's a that's actually a trophy. Really? Yeah. Where did that come from? Africa. Africa, yeah. Wow. I got a shipment I, from Africa in here, so. So you do all kinds of everything stuff. yep i do everything do you do waterfowl and turkeys too? yes i do yeah fish mm-hmm. i do just reproduction fish though gotcha yeah. yeah that's basically what pretty much everybody's doing now they're, anyway. they're changing over to yeah. it now yeah that works out good why you explain to our, our viewers what that means because i know i'm looking at diane she probably doesn't know what reproduction. okay reproduction fish is uh actually it's a mold of a real fish and we have uh just hundreds of different sizes that they can get on the different species also but there's no shrinkage and there's less repair. Uh, they last longer and they look more like a piece of art, and uh, than a sometimes it's you know probably look better than the real thing. Huh? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they last longer too. Yeah. You know, what would you say is, is uh, the strangest thing you ever mounted? Uh, Saint Bernard. No, yeah, wait, someone's yeah, dog? Yeah. Fluffy? <laughs> you know, it was a big old St. Bernard, and he was, this guy was walking down the street, and then it got hit in the middle of the road, and uh, so he asked me to mount it for him, and I got a bear for him, and had him in a sitting pose with his tongue hanging out the side. And no kidding. Then he took it home, and his wife didn't know he was having it done, and so there was all kinds of screaming, and the dog had to get out and went to his business, and then uh, he took it up and showed his mom. I guess he left it up there, so. Wow. Was that strange mounting a dog or just a dog? Yeah, it was, yeah. We've always had dogs growing up and stuff, so yeah, it was kind of tough, but yeah. You going to do that to me, hon? Have me mount it? (laughs) Closed mouth. Closed mouth. (laughs) Wow. Two against one, folks, I tell you what. Hey, I'll hold my own. Don't worry. That's awesome. We're doing a um, uh, Medusa right now. Uh, There's going to be about eight cobras all over her head and no her kidding yeah, yeah also that's what I the was... human person yeah here. that's what this one is yeah we yeah. thought maybe chef was in some strange stuff well that's... besides that that's going to be a medusa <laughs> yeah 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 that's cool yeah and uh what would what's probably the hardest thing to to do in the taxidermy and would it be, is there a difference in big game uh, it's just all North... what you're used to doing you know i mean yeah. uh yeah it's, it's really you get a technique Anytime you start something brand new, it's going to be tough for you, like turkeys, you know, and after a while you get used to the system and everything, and then it comes together easier, so, you know. Mm. Is uh, any difference between doing North America big game and, say, like African big game? Is the hide different? The, it's the, the, when they come back from Africa, that absolutely just hard as a rock, because they, that's how they salt them down, and then... But I've, I've got a tannery uh, that really does a nice job, and I can't tell the difference between the two now. But before I could, and so now with this new tannery, it just works out real nice. Yeah. I, I thought maybe this might have been one of your first deer you shot. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that, that was your first one you got. <laughs> there you go. I, I tell you what, and that's a trophy in Africa. What would you call it again? Steenbach. Steenbach. Folks, this... It- 
This thing probably weighs 15 pounds, 20 pounds. Probably, yeah. And it, I mean, the hooves are a little dinky thing. A little yeah. dinky thing, and that is a trophy. I can imagine yeah. African lion would just think that was filet oh, mignon right there. <laughs> and then, uh, is that a cat? That you... That's gonna be a bobcat going after a pheasant eventually. That's what I want to get done. I want to mm-hmm. do one with a going after something. Yeah. Now, you know, you've been in Iowa. Of course, you you, you got giants in here right now. What's the biggest whitetail that you've ever mounted? You you ever kept track of that or? Well, no, it's over two hundred. Yeah. Two twenty in that area probably. Wow, it's a big yeah. big deer. It's a big one. Have you seen since you've been doing it? What forty some years? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed in the last five years maybe the amount and the quality of of the bucks? There's not as many as what there was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Well, that's just the opposite because COVID doubled my business. Oh. So the last two years, it's it's doubled. Put more and people out in the field. It did, yeah. And that's the same with the trapping and everything else because they got a lot more going in the dry furs. Yeah. You know, and then and also with the heads, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a selfish person, but mm-hmm. I can't wait for COVID so people go back to work <laughs> and I can get the woods by myself. <laughs> anyway, well, that's awesome. So, uh what, it was would whitetails be your favorite thing to do or no? They rotate because I can't do forty or fifty at a time. You know, I gotta get onto something else. You know, like I broke in and did this turkey. You know, I'm getting ready to do him tomorrow. So you know, after doing you know ten or fifteen deer head, I like to do something different, bobcats or fox or whatever. You know, just to break up the monotony and. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't want to get into a routine, so it uh, looks like um, uh, assembly work. You know. And I would have to imagine, being in this as long as I have it, that uh, this would be good education for our listeners. But what is some of the biggest and common mistakes you see guys do with their whitetails that, you know, is, is you know it's harmful for the tax? I mean, it makes it harder. Right. And splitting up the brisket is, is a big thing. So if they could go halfway between the front legs and the back legs and make a circle around there. And then uh, you can then you can peel it forward, but uh, you got plenty of you've hide. You got to plenty work of hide that way. And a lot of times they'll just split up between the in the brisket there and the legs area, and it's just a hard to just sew it all up and make it look good, you know. So, yeah. And then dragging their deer, that's tough on them too, you know, especially over gravel and stuff like that. So if you don't tear the hide up, up, yes, tearing the hide wow. up. I'll tell you what, it's uh, what's amazing, folks. I killed a good buck here probably two years ago year and a half ago but he's his g3 was broke broken and i really couldn't see it that well when i got him but he's he's gonna put him in the 160s mid 160s as an eight point and when i came in i told shep i said shep i'd really you know like to replace that that tine it's what god gave him you know i'm not adding something that wasn't there you know can you do that and he said not a problem and this is how good he is it, I, we come in and I said, he said, hey, I got your buck almost done. And, and I'm looking, I'm standing right in front of it. And I don't notice it because there's this perfect eight point sitting right there. You cannot, what a wonderful job you did. That's got to be a little bit of an artistic talent matching that up, isn't it? Oh, it's, you know, it's just getting a lot of colors and you know, working the colors and making sure, you know, I replace them with brow tines. I don't just do like sculpt all up there like a clay, the hearts up there. I don't do that. I use uh, the real tine. Really? Try to get one with the same coloring, you know, then I go ahead and start matching the colors up and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, folks, he did an amazing job on that. And Guy, um, you got anything you want to add? I want to know. I know you have lots of awards. Oh. Can you talk about some of the awards you've gotten? Uh, 
when I go to a competition, I go in the Masters, and I go with uh, a lot of times just reptiles. Um, that's what I'm basically known for in Iowa. So I do a lot of snakes, some retail snakes and alligators and that sort of thing. I got an alligator coming from Florida next week. So um, I won best in the world with a uh, uh, reproduction alligator head that I did uh, quite a few years ago. And then I'm going to the world competition here in two weeks down in uh, Springfield. I'm doing a, a piece with another taxidermist and I can't tell you what we're doing. Wow. I would think an That's alligator exciting. would be tough to do because the skin has just got to be like like iron. It's just like one of those things which you like doing and you just you get in there. And do it, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. If, if any, young, any young guys, any young bucks out there who listen think they might get into taxidermy mm-hmm. today, what would be your advice to the young guys coming up how to get started in this? Well, I'm training one guy right now, and I asked him what he wanted to do, and he really wanted to do deer first. And then he said he wanted to get into fish. So that's what we're doing. That's the way. And that's that's kind of a good way to go. And then if you can find a teacher uh, that will teach you that, like and they have weekend classes, they have week classes, they have multiple week classes. So you just have to call around and it's, Google it. <laughs> the Google will tell you yeah. where it's at. So. How long does it take for somebody to be comfortable, good enough that you'd be comfortable to give them a deer head and say go for it that's just yeah they're all individuals Uh, yeah i wouldn't uh now what he's doing right now my guy is he's uh prepping hides and that means thinning them all down so mm -hmm. that we're ready to just go right on the mount and he's doing an exceptional job and he's and he just works really fridays and saturdays for me you know and he's just doing a great job uh but he hasn't done anything like set eyes or anything like that you know because they have to learn that you know all deers have horizontal pupils and the only thing they can do is look up they cannot look down when they're looking down the pupil is still horizontal so they got to know a lot of little little deals you know so but that all comes with it you know let me ask you this being a a seasoned taxidermist and you walk in you know you go into a to the championship or you might Mm -hmm. somebody else's tax or you walk into a friend who has taxidermy on the wall what is like things that because you know Mm -hmm. all these just like you said there the Mm -hmm. eye set and everything Mm -hmm. What is a common mistake that you think a lot of taxidermists overlook when you walk in and see other? Oh, you know, that's kind of a hard question because a lot of them, you know, it just depends on their technique, I guess. I don't know really how to answer that because uh, you're going to go into world champions. You're not going to find much wrong. You know? Yeah. And then you can go to somebody, you know, John Doe next door and there may be all kinds of things, you know, but it's just one of those things that he's doing his best job he can. And that's the important thing is that's what you're putting out good work. So. He's just being modest, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully we, uh, we'll keep bringing those big bucks to you. There you go. And, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, we appreciate you. Trust me. I wouldn't yeah. be here doing today. I've been in this for a long time and we've shot some, you know, quite a few bucks mm-hmm. ourselves and whitetails and, you know, had some good ones along the way and I've had some bad ones. And it's the funny thing is, it's it's a great story because I had someone that, and he did good. It's just, but I drove a long ways. Mm-hmm. Of course, where I live, it, you know, and I was living by myself. That was just an adventure and have fun. <laughs> a good way to spend a half a day. Yeah. My, and we got married and Diane comes out there. No way. We're not driving four hours to go get you. <laughs> so she does her research and that's what she did. You know, her, her, her prime of her life being in New York city and working for time, working in, I call the fast lane. She was tremendous researcher mm-hmm. and she found you. And that's I funny. chose you. <laughs> and she kept telling me this guy and I'm like, 
Right. Yeah. Well, okay, honey. Sure. Whatever you. Oh, he's good. He's won awards. Okay. Woohoo. <laughs> and I am so glad we found you, my well, friend. Thank you. You did great. And and uh, what is your? If anybody, what's a phone number and good best way to get a hold of you with someone? Uh, they can either go with a cell at six four one seven 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 thirty seven fifty nine, or you can text me or uh, message me, so or email me. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds great. Anything, hun? No. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this week. It's uh, it's an awesome treat to come in here and see what Shep has got, and and I'll tell you what, it's it's amazing to take home one it to see you know his work and to take that home and be able to put on our wall and you know spend the rest of our lives looking at that creation is it's a, it's a blessing to us and we hope you appreciate that and if you get a chance go to legendarygearusa.com check out all our products from duck and goose calls turkey calls and folks you get a chance you go to his go to shep's website it's what taxidermy by and you guys, you can go on his website and be able to visually see the tremendous work and the awards and stuff that he's done. And you can understand why he's won so many awards. I'm telling you, it's, it's truly a work of art. And uh, enjoyed, Shep, being with you this week. And folks, stay, stay tuned next week and hope to see you in the field. Remember, hunt safe, hunt smart, and may the good Lord be your guide.